welcome to Ice to See podcast. My name is Brittany, and I am so grateful that you are here and listening to this new episode and about holding on. Um, in this episode, I actually am going to be sharing two different experiences that I've had in my life and about holding on to something. And I think that there is power in experiences, especially when we open up and are willing to share those with others. And so hopefully, maybe you can relate or think of your own personal experience that maybe is similar. And so before we jump into those, um, I like to start off with asking a question to everyone that's listening. I feel like sometimes that helps us kind of channel our thoughts and to tune in our minds to you know, what's going on. So my first question I have for you that I want you to think about for a second is, have you ever had to hold on to something to keep you from falling? So this might mean actually physically, or it could be spiritually, or it could even be mentally. So I'll ask it again. Have you ever had to hold on to something to keep you from falling? So just ponder that for a second. A few years ago, um, I was at a girls camp. I was a leader at a girls camp in Texas. And the camp ground we were at um, for the week had a ropes course. And we had planned for our girls to participate in the ropes course towards the end of the week. And I wasn't worried about um, anything with that because I wasn't going to be participating in the ropes course. (laughs) And I, I was good. I had zero, zero plans for participating. So it wasn't a concern for me. Um, However, the day before um, the girls were going to have the challenge of the ropes course, um, the owners of the camp had come to us and let us know that if the leaders would like to come and participate the day before and try out the right ropes course, that they would be willing to help us with that. And I am one who is afraid of heights. And honestly, I'm sort of lame when it comes to being adventurous. I don't know if you can relate to that, but I am not adventurous. I try. I try. Um, And so here we are. A bunch of leaders have already gone through the ropes course. And, you know, they're having a good time. And nothing still was, like, making me feel like, oh, you should do this. Like, I was perfectly great on the ground. And all of a sudden, after I realized that my turn, if I was going to go, was going to start to come, um, my sweet friends that were around me were like, you can do this, Brittany, and kind of chanting my name. And I felt that, you know, when your heart starts to pound and your hounds get sweaty and the next thing you know, you're like in it kind of thing. So the next thing I know, I'm being fitted and for my harness and they're tying ropes and oh, I I can still remember how I was feeling. And so here I had to climb up this pole and that was okay. I was good with that because I just kept telling myself like, you know, don't look down, just keep going up this pole, climb up the pole. And so when you get to the top, um, 
where we were, it was like 50 feet in the air, which is super high, especially because you kind of feel like you're on your own in a sense up there. And so the first crossing was to attempt this beam that was at an angle. I don't know how steep it was. I'm sure it wasn't that steep, but it felt like it was super steep (laughs) to me. And as I stood up to get ready to cross this beam, I totally forgot that I had my harness and I had an instructor that was down at the bottom that I was hooked to that was giving me rope and the belaying terms, I believe is what it's called. And so I started across this beam and I started to give myself the Brittany pep talk and maybe I'll do a podcast on that, but we won't get into that today. But I... I gave myself this pep talk, like, you can do it, Brittany. And the good news was no one was up there with me. So no one knew what I was saying because I was far away from everyone. But then when I started giving me, giving myself this pep talk, I realized that I all of a sudden was crying and I had tears rolling down my face. And then I crossed another problem that I couldn't see where I was going. I could not see the beam because my eyes were all watery. And so... I had to pause and just take a deep breath and I wiped my face and I started again and step by step was all I could seriously do. And this beam felt as long as a football field. I know it wasn't, but it sure felt that way. And honestly, it felt like I was not going to make it to the other side. I just thought I'm going to fall off. Or I'm just going to chicken out and say I'm done. And I literally couldn't look at the end of this beam because I would fall off. I literally had to just look just enough steps in front of where I was going to be able to just take the next step. So as you can tell, obviously I'm here. I didn't die on this, you know, beam and ropes course. So that was good. And I did it guys. I got it to the, I got to the other side and that feeling of making it to the other side, there was this other than on the net. There was obviously multiple different, I guess, courses that you could keep going. And I did, I didn't give up then, but when I got to the other side of this beam to this, this pole, I remember I literally like lunged for it and I just hugged it for like five minutes. And I was not about to let go. I seriously, I'm not joking when I say I sat there for probably five minutes and I remember thinking, I'm not letting go. I'm just going to stay right here. I feel good. I made it. I accomplished what I was trying to do. And I kind of had this moment where I, when I was hugging this pole in gratitude for being able to be alive, I realized that I did it. I made it. I made it to the other side and was it hard? Yes, for sure. Was I terrified? hundred percent terrified, but did I do it alone? No, I had that support of my instructor who was on the ground, who I was my anchor, who I was hooked to. And I also had my sweet friends who were cheering me on and telling me you can do this. Just take one step at a time. And the combination of the both of them is why I know I made it across and I made it to where I was going. So I 
hold on to that experience um, close to my heart because I accomplished something that was really hard for me and I didn't think that was possible. And I held on. I kept going. I didn't give up. So the other story that I want to tie into this uh, holding on is I was in, when I was in high school, um, I went on a whitewater river rafting. I don't know if any of you have done that before. Um, I've done it once and that was, that was good enough for me. (laughs) Again, not very adventurous. (laughs) I try, I try guys, I try. Um, so I went water rafting in Jackson hole on the snake river and we are, we went during the summer, but it was early. I want to say it was in June. Um, so the water was still pretty cold, um, from the winter runoff or the spring runoff, I should say. And so it was a little chilly. Um, I remember the day that we went, they were telling us it was, I think around 50 degrees and which, you know, made me feel even more inclined to make sure that I stay in the boat. Um, but I remember, um, before we even got in the boat, our river guide, um, explained a whole bunch of things to us, um, where to sit, um, how to paddle, who was paddling, what we do, what to do when we came to rapids, what to do when we were going through them. And, I was with my friend and her sister and we decided the safest place in this raft was the middle of the boat. And I felt good about it. Um, I remember looking and seeing there was tons of ropes to hold on to and that made me feel better. And so we hopped on in and I remember when we were, before we even got on the boat, we were walk we walked a little bit, probably up to, I don't know, maybe, I don't know mid knee, I guess, up to our knees, I guess, to get in the water. And I remember thinking how cold the water was and thinking, oh my gosh, I am not falling out of this boat no matter what. (laughs) I will go down with the boat. I am not falling out of the boat. And so away we went and it was super fun and it was, the sun was shining and I was thinking, gosh, I will do this again. This is the best. And, you know, there's occasional little small rapids, kind of like if you're going on a dirt road and a truck and you have those bumps. And But those were fun, you know. And then we came to the first set of rapids. And I remember specifically um, hearing the word, hold on to those of us that were sitting um, in the middle or not paddling. And then I also remember him saying to paddle hard to the people that obviously had the paddles. And the next thing I knew, um, I remember seeing like this huge wall of water come at me and it felt like in that moment that I was inside of a, a washing machine almost. And I felt that power of water hit me. And luckily I was already holding on so tight to the rope <laughs> that, that it kind of like my hands kind of adjusted to that rapid and that power of water that was coming at me. And so I even held even tighter to the rope and I, my hands reacted with an even stronger grip, which I didn't think that I had. And again, I thought, oh my gosh, this is it. This is, this is the end of the road for me. I'm going on to the next life. 
And good news was here I am again. The water subsided. Um, we made it through the rapid and I may have inhaled a few gallons of water, but I was alive and I was so grateful that it was calm waters after, after that rapid for a moment. And I can tell you right now that if I would not have had that strong grip and holding on to the ropes in that raft, I would have hundred percent fallen out of this boat if I would not have held on. And I remember sitting next sitting next to me was a lady who um, was quite confident. She had she was an older lady who at, well she was probably my age now. Now that I think about it, but when you're in high school, everyone seems really old. So now that's me. So anyway, she's probably my age now, but I remember her thinking, her saying that she was super confident with river rafting. She'd done it before. Um, she wasn't nervous or afraid and just kind of had that attitude that she didn't really need to listen to the river guide because she'd done it before. And so, I remember her looking at me when I was kind of, I was probably being a little bit of a spaz before we started, or especially when the rapids were, I could see them coming that kind of like, Oh, suck it up, buttercup, you know, just stop. Like it's not a big deal. And I remember as we made it through our first rapid and I went to turn to my left where she was sitting and she was gone and I was thinking, oh, maybe she moved spots or maybe she fell in the boat or something. And I then realized, no, she didn't. And we, as I looked up, as we had made it out of the rapids, I could see her further downstream and waving her hands. And and um, as we helped her to get back in the boat, I remember her getting back in. And she was like, I, I think I'm going to hold on to the rope next time. And I kind of like, chuckled a little bit like, yeah, that's a good idea. Cause, and I even said to her, I think I remember saying something like, you know what? I am not falling out of this boat. I'm not falling out. So I am going to do whatever I, ha- I can. And the funny thing was, I remember the next day, my hands were so sore from holding on to that rope so tight for that few hours we were on the river and I wasn't sore anywhere else. I was, my hands were just so sore from that having a super strong grip. And as you know, if you've been whitewater rafting, um, there's usually like three sets of big rapids. And so I knew after we made it through the first one, and I knew that because I held on with the strongest grip that I could, that I could do rapids two and three and continue on without falling out of the boat. And I knew what to expect. And then when those, those great rapids came. And so sometimes that we may be like, we are in our own raft or we are on a balanced theme of life and we're holding on to some type of rope. We're holding on to something that can help us feel safe or comforted. And I know that we all have our work and we have our families. I know that we have, you know, there's people, whether it's ourselves or others that have health issues or even, you know, financial issues. Everyone has something going on in their life. And sometimes 
you might be that person that is holding on with two hands with the strongest grip that you have and hoping that you can make it through those rapids as quickly as you can. And sometimes you can, and it's great. And you feel that, oh, that great, wonderful feeling of that you made it through. You can do it, taking that breath of, oh, I made it. And other times it's kind of a process and maybe you can catch your breath for a second when you're in a rapid um, or costing your balance beam. But sometimes it takes a little bit more time to overcome um, whatever's going on in your life. And even though I've learned that even though it takes time, that eventually it will get better. It just might take a little bit more time. So what happens when you need help with holding on? How can you do this? Maybe you're only holding on with one hand. Maybe you don't think that you need a rope to hold on to. Who can you turn to for help? And what does this look like? So the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of holding on to something that is a secure anchor with both hands is our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is that perfect person to hold on to. And he will be there to help us through our rapids or our crazy times when we are on a tricky balance beam of life. He knows what you're going through. He knows what your strengths are. He knows your weaknesses and he knows how to help you get through it. And, but you need to hold on. And so, um, there is, um, I love music. Music is something, and I think I've shared this before, but music is something that helps me hold on tighter or help me to remember to hold on tighter or help me to see um, the best version of the situation um, or help me to just regain my focus. And so um, there's a song um, that I really loved and it it's talking about how about holding on. And I love it so much because it's more than just you holding on. But when you don't feel like to hold on anymore, or maybe you're barely holding on, um, the Savior will help you and he will hold on to you when you can't. And I love, I love that. I love that promise. Um, so the artist that sings the song, obviously I'm not going to sing for you guys too early for that. Um, but it's Lauren Daigle and she has this new single that came out and it's, um, hold on to me is what it's called. And I just want to read just a few, um, lyrics verses that she has in here because I feel like it's so, so important to remember not for us to just to hold on, but that someone our savior, Jesus Christ is holding on to us and not to forget that. Um, so that I'll just, I'm going to start with the second verse. So it says, hold on to me when it's too dark to see you. When I am sure I've reached the end, hold on to me when I forget I need you. When I let go, hold me again. 
when I don't feel like I'm worth defending, when I'm tired of all my pretending, hold on to me. When I start to break in desperation, underneath the weight of expectation, hold on to me. Hold on to me. I love it. So look her up. She's um, an awesome um, Christian artist, which I love so much. Um, she, every song she sings um, talks about our Savior, Jesus Christ. And um, it's she's just super powerful and has a wonderful talent to be able to share that with everybody. So holding on, remember that. It's important that you hold on, but don't ever forget that someone is also holding on to you, which is your Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, as I thought a lot about holding on and what that looks like and how, honestly, that probably looks really different for every single one of us. And I think sometimes um, we maybe see others that we come in contact with, whether it's at work or church or just in our community, that maybe their lives look just so seem so perfect and everything seems like it's going so well for them. And I'm here to say that that's not the case. Um, my life is not perfect and I deal with many of the same challenges that you do and we each face our different trials and challenges of life. We all do. And I do know that temptations of the adversary and the difficulties of this life and mortality, that they're present and they are here to try to have us let go of what's important and to have us let go of holding on to our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so it's important to remember that when we read the scriptures, I want you to think about for a second, when you read the scriptures, there are very few stories of individuals who have lived these blissful, happy, perfect lives and that they have experienced no opposition. So there, think about that for a second. Think how many stories have blissful happiness and no opposition. They're really hard to think of, like to figure out. (laughs) There's very few of them. There are a few, but they're very few. And this is a wonderful promise to me when I read the scriptures that as we learn and grow, by overcoming challenges with faith and persistence and personal righteousness, we can hold on and we can get through our rapids and we can get through crazy times in our lives when we're not sure what to do next, but we just take that step by step and one step in front of the other, and that will help us to get to where we're going. Thomas S. Monson um, has this amazing quote, and I love it so much. I read it um, kind of just whenever I need to know that Heavenly Father is aware of me and my situation. Um, but Thomas S. Monson said this. He, um, this is what he was, he was talking about how much confidence our Heavenly Father 
has in each of us. And he said, quote, remember that you are entitled to our Heavenly Father's blessings in this work. He did not call you to your privileged post to walk alone without guidance, trusting to luck. On the contrary, he knows your skill. He realizes your devotion and he will convert your supposed inadequacies to recognize strengths. He has promised, I will go before your face. I will be on your right hand and on your left. And my spirit shall be in your hearts and my angels round about you to bear you up. End quote. Isn't that a wonderful promise? I love the most favorite part that I have is that he will be on your right hand and your left and that his angels will be there to lift you up and bear you up during those hard times. Our heavenly father has not left us alone during our journey here on earth. He has already given us all of the safety equipment that we need to successfully return to him. He has given us personal prayer. He has given us scriptures. He has given us living prophets and the Holy Ghost to guide us. And at times using this equipment may seem awkward or horribly unfashionable. Anyone that's ever been on a harness <laughs> knows I'm talking about. <laughs> and even a life jacket too. But it is proper that we use all of our safety equipment to keep us safe. It requires our diligence and obedience and persistence. But we must choose to use it. And we must all choose to use it. So, as we hold on during life's challenges and whatever those look like in your life, I want to end with this wonderful promise from Russell M. Nelson. And he talks about holding on um, during bumpy times in our lives. And I know that when we hold on to our Savior, Jesus Christ, he will be on our right and our left and his angels will be with us and he will hold you up. He will bear you up. He will lift you up if we just turn to him during our times of good and times of bad. So this quote, like I said, that I want to end with today is the following quote. Dear friends, the road ahead may be bumpy, but our destination is serene and secure. So fasten your seatbelt, hang on through the bumps, and do what is right. Your reward will be eternal. So I challenge you guys this week to hold on. And if you're struggling to hold on or to know what that looks like in your life, pray about it. Listen to some music, some uplifting music, or just have some quiet time and pray and find out how you can do better about holding on to your Savior Jesus Christ and having him be your center and your anchor in times of need. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll see you guys next time.